Radio.fm. Hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Monday, it's six o'clock. It's time for the joke workshop here on mutinyradio.fm. Not deciding if we're going to do it in or out yet. I think we might do it in just because right now, just me and Gary Hughes, we're waiting for the frosty, the the nicest, the nicest frosty that we know, Sierra Frost. Her name belies her warm nature. She's lovely. Uh, we are also waiting for Alessandra to come on down. Hang out. We've got the gloves. You can put them over the thing. I've got my own mic condom in my pocket. I always come prepared now. I'm more prepared with condoms than I ever have been in my entire life now. But they're mic condoms. So, because you know, I got, I got that IUD, baby. Not an IED. Well, let's wait for Sierra. Let's listen to some silly music and we'll wait. Because it just doesn't make sense. Like, you could do, I mean, we might as well wait for Sierra. So, while we're waiting in the fills, we're going to be listening to Sunk which is S-U-N-Q, which is Guinevere Q, no big effing deal, and Jay Sun, a great, great partnership. Two people out of the Wyatt Act, which is an amazing band here in San Francisco. If you heard that Ministry of Lava song, that's by Breakfast Be Breakfast and the Wyatt Act. They're hilarious and wonderful and political. And look them up, the Wyatt Act. Like they're reading you, the Wyatt Act. All right, enjoy Sunk here in the fills, and I'll be right back with Gary Hughes the sunniest of frosties and maybe maybe our favorite italian i'm your host pam benjamin thanks for tuning in to mutiny radio.fm here on joke workshop in san francisco sf (laughs) 
microphone. You can you can rap to this. He's got a flow. try to spit stuff and it just doesn't work and I and I I applaud you. Do you want to you you've heard my I've already made you listen to my rap song. Oh yeah, but you got to yeah. on top of the dome though. Oh, uh, pff, that's not like poet. my poet. Yeah, but I'm a poet like in a different kind of way like yeah, I, but, your words I like. but I craft the language before I can't I mean that quickly. And then you just have to think of r- end rhyme. If, or you have to think of embedded rhyme in the middle of the words and like, how are you going to draw out that A sound? And oh, It's so much easier to just tell jokes or talk. Because I'm like, I, wanted, I would want to be fast. Like, I want to know how to rhyme. I ain't got no time to learn new things. I'm too old. I turn 46 next month. I ain't. Then I'm like, what rhymes with month? So I get like two sentences in and then I go, rah. Oh, and then you just like go, uh, uh, uh. Every other bar. Scoop-a-dee-poop. Boop-a-dee-doop. Scoop-a-dee-scoop. Do you remember who was that? That's Jay-Z, right? The Scoop-a-dee-poop song that makes no sense and needs to fix it. Kanye West. Kanye West, yeah. Scoop-a-dee-poop. Scoop-a-dee-poop. And the beat was hard, though. Well, oh, is this Ian? Fantastic. So now we have another one. We've got Ian, we've got Gary, we've got Alessandra said she's coming, and Sierra Frost. So we're going to listen to a little bit more Sunk, and we'll be right back with Joke Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm and .sf.
Gary and I, we've known each other for many years, and uh, I've had this microphone tattoo ever since I started doing comedy, but people have always thought that I got the microphone tattoo because of comedy, and nay, it's because of my deep and sundry love for karaoke, mm. which is probably the thing I miss most about COVID, is that karaoke will never come back because we're not allowed to belt. You're not allowed to actually, one of the rules when you get your new er entertainment permits for outside is that you can't have any wind instruments because you blow you know, stuff, and you can't have any like super oh, opera singing, no opera singing outside, because like you have to use so much air and so much spit comes out of your mouth that it's like dangerous, I guess they've decided. So when you get your, when you get your outdoor permit, you have to agree to all these things. So there's no karaoke, and there's no karaoke even like, I think the only way for them to possibly bring it back would be to put people behind a grass screen, like in here. I think the only way to do it would be if we did karaoke here, and you sang behind this glass screen and you brought your own microphone and every single person brought their own microphone and plugged it in and we did karaoke behind the glass. I think that's the only way that it could, but then because it's indoors, you'd have to either have everybody outside or everybody inside would have to be like literal, like there could be 10 people max and they'd all have to be in corners of the room. Does that make sense? So it's like, is it worth it? Is it worth it for a karaoke party of 11 people? Maybe. I love karaoke. I miss it. Maybe. Yeah, depends how bad. Depends how bad. Thank Ian. Depends how bad you want it. How bad do you want karaoke? But so I got this tattoo of my karaoke microphone, and when I started doing comedy, people were like, "Look at the ego on this bitch. She thinks she's like fucking." I'm like, no, don't get. I'm just really. I was in the 1997 state karaoke finals for California. So like, I don't even know when you were born, Ian. I don't know if it was in 19. 99. So before you were born, I was in the California State Karaoke Finals in with hella Asian people with hell of everybody. So he was, this was the funny thing about about the the finals is that four women sang "My Heart Will Go On." You know that song from Titanic or whatever. Four people sang it. So what I sang, because I know you're super interested, um, I sang "Big Spender" because I'm not a very good singer, but I'm an excellent performer even back then. And so I did a chair dance, because I come from a musical theater background. So I brought up a chair, and I had a hat, and I had a feather boa. And I did that, you know, dun 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 The minute you walked in the joint, I could see you were a man of distinction, a real big spender. So I did that song, and I did a whole chair dance, and I had my little hat tricks, and I did all my stuff. And it was really exciting. I got to sing in front of like 400 people. I did not win. I did not even come in the top 10. It didn't matter. I'm not a good singer. But I performed the fuck out of that out of that out of that number in front of 400 people it, and it felt so good i was just like this is this is what i want with my life i just want to sing and dance in front of 400 people at a time i don't need 4000 people i don't need to be beyonce i don't need 40000 people i just need 400 i'm even happy with 40 like 40 people i'm happy i'm crazy where are these bitches i mean that in a loving way i love both of these women and i mean that in the most most feminist way. Where are these kind, beautiful women at? Well, screw them. We're going to get started without them, shall we? Shall we do it? Who wants to go first? You guys want to, you want to Rosham for it? You want to, you want to mad dog each other? You want to? Best two out of three, bro. Best two out of three? Here we go. Rochambeau. on the bow. Yeah, that's how you do it. Yeah, that's how you do it. All right, that's one. Uh, rock, is rock in the same? All right, it's tied up. It's tied up. 
Oh. Oh, all right. Your first comedian. Put your hands together for Ian Langland. No, that's um, that's the fresh. If you want to put a mic condom, you just use that and stick it over the edge so that it's for safety. Okay. Uh, well, here we are again. Only two people. <laughs> I'll take what I can get, I guess. It's so safe. It's honestly better though. Cause I'm too scared. Okay. Um, I just, this is brand new. I haven't even said it ever. Um. So has that, have either of you been like bullied before, like really bullied, like school, right? Yeah. And do you think that there's some part of that that's like it's kind of made you who you are today a little bit, right? There's some good parts to it. I've been bullied my whole life. You know, I look like Jack Skellington. I've heard it all. Um, but uh, I was thinking about this the other day because um, I've noticed with everything on social media and stuff, all these groups of people that would be bullied or shamed for what they like are now finding groups online that like think and act like them, which is really good. And it's really, you know, helpful and it gets people, you know, through a lot of stuff. But I'm noticing that there are also a fair amount of people that I feel like could have used just like a little kiss of bullying. And I mean that in, I'm a, <laughs> I mean that in the nicest way at the bottom of my heart. I just meet someone, and I'm just like, you know, a little bullying could have helped you out a little bit. Because, um, um, let me think. Uh, like, you can't say that you've never been online. You see, like, a furry or something, and you just see them, and you're just like, you know, I really don't understand what brought you to this point, but if you went into a high school classroom just as a furry and you started saying, I want to fuck people like a dog, then I think there would have been some high school jock that would have been up to you and been like, hey, buddy, maybe not the best route. And then you could have gone home and been like, okay, maybe this guy's kind of right. But now we've entered a world where you don't get that. And you just live your life online and you start living this like crazy path. And, um, and also now, so I, I go to SF State and now I'm an online, yay. You go there or did you graduate? I graduated. Okay. Um, I'm in online classes now, and that's a whole nother world of people that there's no physical dominance of a bully to be in the class. So now there's, there, I get called out for not doing my work. There's people that are saying this, and it's always like the gamer kid. And I was thinking, I'm like, why are these gamer kids all grouping up and going against everyone? It's because they've been training their whole lives to, uh, to bully people online because they get bullied at school, then they go home and they go on their whatever, they go on Dota or World of Warcraft or whatever, and then they start taking their anger out on everybody else. And now that we're in Zoom class, they're like, I got no problem saying what I want. So then now they're, I'm getting called out and all the bullies are like looking around like, are we getting bullied now? And now the whole system is flipped on its head because these kids are thinking they're like, finally I'll have my chance to call out Chris. Uh, that infidel because he's not doing his work and he can't beat my ass. So I just think, um, I wouldn't say I'm a bully advocate, but I think it can go a long way for everybody. And that's that's honestly a, a kind thing for me. I'm a nice guy. Come on. Uh, all right. That's, a, that's all I have. Thank you. Yay, Ian. I took lots of notes. Other people, if you have comments, we've cool. got microphones in here. That is a brilliant premise okay the premise is awesome and right. it's the first time you said it you're like 
on your way. You just yeah, there's need, no like joke in it. Right, you need specific yeah. examples, and it's yeah, an yeah. amazing joke. So first, um, you look like Jack Skellington, and uh, use the joke convention of. I mean, we all use it. It's a way. I look like jo Jack Skellington. Blank, blank. Okay. Right. So I look like Jack Skellington raped Justin Bieber. Oh. I look like Jack Skelling Skellington. Um, you know, Mary uh, had whatever. Pick something topical because the Jack Skellington obviously works, especially since we're coming into Halloween and yeah. Christmas. Yeah, I just improvised that. Yeah, no, of course. But that's that's the that's where your premise is perfect. Now you're gonna write into it, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, the bully examples. Yeah. So, <laughs> what shitty things are these snowflakes doing that make? Them be bullied. You know, you want to think of specific things. Like okay. some people deserve to be bullied. You brought up the furries later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that was good how you didn't like punch down against furries. Oh, no. Yeah. So you're not yucking their sexual yum, which I totally appreciate. Right, right, right. But like, think of something like something simple, like they some, something shitty that they do. I'm trying but, to think of a shitty thing I that don't people know, do they, that they deserves like, to be bullied. Like touch themselves to Pixar movies. Is that too specific? Well, and it's—I mean, but those aren't. DreamWorks. It's like. <laughs> oh, DreamWorks. Yeah. You're trying to think of. No one's touching deserve... themselves to Pixar. Let's be honest. What do? What do people? Online, and you can see that they're touching themselves on the video. But it's like, what do people deserve to get bullied for? It's got to be stupid, dumb things like. They raise their hand too much in a Zoom call, or they don't. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's got to be something of why people deserve to be bullied, and I, okay. I'm just—I just don't want you to necessarily punch down on people's sexual fetishes because okay. I don't know why yuck they're young. <laughs> Maybe a poster in their background or something. Mm -hmm. But what do the people who deserve to be bullied are people who like, you know, yell at you from across the street. You're not wearing a mask, but you're in a park. Yeah. Right. Like that's know. a person who deserves to be bullied. Like, people, calm down, Karen. People that right? don't tip. I don't know. Well, oh yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, and then. I, I just wanted to hear specific things that the online bullies would say, okay. like, like, you know, if they're playing World of Warcraft, they're like, all those weird slurs, like campers, I know, is a word that they use in Call of Duty, but I'm sure there's language yeah. within that noobs. game. <laughs> noobs. Yeah, yeah, noobs. Noobs. You've got, and noobs <laughs> sounds like boobs, so you've got like a specific... I just challenge you to find the punchlines in there and craft your language accordingly yeah, because yeah, yeah. all it is is examples. Examples like, but that, but that whole premise. Finally, they've been that tr they've been training yeah. for online bullying. It's yeah. like, it's that's just I haven't heard anybody say it yet. Mm -hmm. So that's like a really great premise. That's okay, super cool. new. Other comments? I'm taking up too much time. Oh no, you Gary, good. you're fine. Good shit. Good shit. Uh, yeah, thank fucking good shit, good shit. Okay, cool. Yay, Ian's thank you, thank writing, you. everybody. Clap your hands together for Ian. <laughs> Yay. Good job. Thank you. Uh, all right, your next comedian, he's a super funny guy and a good buddy. He was just on the show last Friday, and we love seeing him every time he's here. Oh, yay, is this the sunshiniest, frosty I've ever seen. Just walked in, yay. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Gary Hughes. <laughs> Thank you, folks. Mm. All right, jokes. How you doing, bro? I'm chilling, man. Hanging out. Supposedly supposed to say some jokes, fake jokes. Uh, let's start off with a goofy joke. 
it's like I'm making like a commencement speech and everybody's like they just like a reunion. They like just saw each other. Like, What's up with you, baby? Just hear a little talking. All right, y'all. Hey, I'm about to make my speech. I'm the valedictorian. All right, y'all. You know, y'all go ahead and catch up. Uh, all right, let's do this. Uh, I used to work at Cheesecake Factory, and I didn't know that work terminology was different between other cultures. I had an Indian guy with curly hair and a scarf. He came up to me. He's like, who's your captain? I was like, excuse me? He's like, who's your captain? I was like, my manager? He's like, yeah, your manager. I was like, yeah, this is not a Long John Silver. It's the Cheesecake Factory. You wouldn't walk up to KFC like, can I speak to your colonel? <laughs> I'm missing biscuits. Where's your colonel? Where's your, chi- where's your chief? of? I don't know what army terms are. Uh, let's see, another one. Um, uh, this is more of me. A lot of these are just me bragging about, not bragging, but uh, if your business advertised on the back of receipt paper, you're going out of business eventually. Just want to let you know that. You might as well go home. I like how uh, in high school all of my teachers would say, I get paid whether y'all learn something or not. It's like, yeah, you get paid, but only $10,000 a year. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I get paid with the, all right. Uh, and a gay guy walked up to me in a bar. He was like, "We gonna either fuck or fight." But either way, I'm a busted nut. <laughs> and uh, I took two steps back. I'm from Oakland, you know. And I was like, "I'm calling the police on your ass." I was very scared. I don't know. Uh, I have to figure out a way to put that police thing in there. Um, all right. <laughs> my grandmother was not racist but she was from Louisiana and uh, she experienced a different type of race like on my mother's birth certificate it says Negro instead of like African American or whatever and um, so she used to just I used to think she was racist because she called white people white folks God bless it white folks I know it just sounds I don't know it just became better it came off her tongue better it rolled off her tongue better <laughs> you would have heard it rest in peace <laughs> I'm not racist. Wait, what? Oh, never mind. I can always tell people are racist uh, if they wear their shades on the back of their heads. I'm like, I'm like yeah, he racist. That's a racist guy right there. Yeah. It's shady. <laughs> Puns. Yeah, I don't know if it's like some like National Geographic defense mechanism. Like, maybe he think my eyes are back there as I walk away, and he don't even know I'm walking away. He see a head. Is he black? I don't know. Something crazy. Uh, I had a woman guilt trip me at a Jamaican bar in Oakland. I was dancing with her, and I was trying to do some like little talk afterwards. I was like, where's you from? Where you from? She's like, Honduras. And I was like, how is it over there? And she stopped it. She's like, it's a third world country. I'm like, yeah, but I'm, I'm sure y'all be having fun. <laughs> I was just trying to make a talk, you know, but I don't know. Anyway, um, I didn't know the 13th Amendment was so uh, real and vivid. Uh, you guys know what Little Debbie snacks are? It's like oatmeal cream pies. They got uh, Swiss rolls, all kinds of zebra cakes, all that stuff. And I was eating that with my cousin on the porch, and she was like, she's just talking. She's like, she's been to prison and everything. She's like, we package up that shit in prison. I was like, Little Debbie snacks? I was like, these come from somebody's grandma at my house. These don't, you don't package this up. I was like, yo, 13th Amendment is too real. Uh, my mother was very, I mean, not my mother, my, my mother was, but, uh, she still is, but my grandmother was very religious, like, I remember being six years old, she took me to the church, and she would give me two dollars to give to the collection plate, and I was just like, they don't expect anything from me, granny, like, I'm I'm six, I don't, 
I'll, I'll figure something out with that. They should have church gift cards. You just give it to the pastor. They probably call those Visa cards. The pastor, and the pastor comes up with a new Tesla. <laughs> He's like, how y'all doing? Blessed? <laughs> yeah, it's raining, but I got an umbrella and y'all don't. Uh, anyway. Uh, I like... <laughs> this is so stupid. If Shakespeare had a shrink, like, we wouldn't have all those great Shakespeare hits, you know? Like, if... I'm a bell on that shit. I'm a bell on that, bro. I'm belling on that. I'm belling on that. I don't even want to talk about that. A guy called... <laughs> this is so stupid. Do you think the Secret Service that was with JFK, did they get jobs afterwards? Because, like, you you... You failed. You you know what I'm saying? They just had a little trying to get a little security job at the mall. He's like, "Would you last work?" I was Secret Service for the for the dead president. Yeah. What was your objective? Well, basically, to not <laughs> the opposite of what happened. <laughs> I mean, it was a lot of abandoned warehouses over there. You ride the convertible. I can't stop them. The only thing I feel bad for is the cleaners. Go get them brains out their suit. Anyway. Uh, that's terrible. Um, <laughs> my mother just converted to she's Jehovah Witness now. Um, and she hasn't been a Jehovah Witness all my life. And I asked her, I was like, what you doing for Christmas? Jehovah Witness, they don't celebrate holidays. I was like, what you doing for Christmas? She's like, you know I want to celebrate that mess. I was like, you taught me that mess. What are you talking about? Like, what do you mean? Anyway, all right. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Curious, everyone. Yay. Uh, the shady punchline is hilarious. The whole thing about shades on the back of the head. You've got a great, a lot of one-liners. Um, I loved all that church stuff. I would, the church gift cards, I'm glad you got there. That it was a church credit card. You can take it farther that you're paying interest on your tax deductible tithing or something. Like you use a church credit card and then you can write, because it's, it's tax-free, but then if you get a credit card, you're getting interest and then you can write the interest off. Anyways, I've been thinking a lot about credit cards. It's too <laughs> deep. It, it, it isn't funny. Credit cards aren't funny. But you suddenly, you somehow made it funny, so that NPR was good. Or yeah, I guess. Uh, any other, <laughs> other comments? It was great stuff. You have a bunch of great like one-liners in there, and you're just oh. so chill. I've actually really thrown into the No, but it's, I mean, it's, it's what you're dealing with right now because you get like 80,000 karma points or something if you give to God or, I yeah. don't know. I don't know what God gives you when something you give like him that. money. A peace of mind. <laughs> Does he give you applause? Uh, everybody give applause right now for Gary Hughes. Yeah. Yay! And all his new jokes. All right, your next comedian. Put your hands together, everybody, for Alessandra Valentini. Hi, everybody. Here we go. The hand job. Uh-huh. So, um, everybody happy with the new Karen judge of the Supreme Court? The Karen person? Anybody? You guys not even know about the Karen that's being chosen by Trump? Okay. You guys happy with her? No. Of course. Nobody is. Uh, you know, she's a woman that's subservient to men. You know, she had seven kids. I'm like, how do you have time to have seven kids, adopt two of them, 
have the other five and become a Supreme Court judge. I'm like, huh, anyway. But that's like, she's subservient to men. I'm like, huh, isn't whole our society being subservient to men? With like hundreds of years of subservient, even the most badass politician, she's just a man in drug playing the, the dick game, the, the boy's dick game, because there's no real we, women power. We had to fight our way through for thousands of years. We've been raped, taking our land, taking our kids, taking everything, even our soul. We didn't even have a soul until a few hundred years ago, where women's soul was taken out of the equation, and we weren't even allowed to be in church. We were like at the very back end, standing up with no sitting chair. We were like the shit of the top of the toilet, okay? <laughs> Killed millions of us during Inquisition, millions. There were villages with no fucking women anymore. And you're telling me that because she's subservient to men, I'm like, yeah, she's subservient to men. Our entire society is. I'm like, where is the difference? You know, let me see. There was a punchline here. <laughs> I know there was. Beside my rant about, oh, yes, the feminism is, is even a fucking, the biggest joke on earth. Sorry, Pam. I, lo I know you love it. But feminism was born exactly because angry bitches were sick and tired of the shit and they had to go, sorry, I'm not clean today. And they had to create this movement of angry bitches burning up. We didn't need feminism. We don't need men to give us power back. We have our power already. Just leave us alone, take all the religion brainwashing away, take all these years of fucking bullshit, and we will be great because women are great just like men we have our own thing i don't want to be equal to men ever you keep your dick keep your jobs keep your things i want to be you know respected equally whatever it is that you want to find that word we're going to have not only it's not even about finding respect it's about let no man take the decision for our body let's take let's take that out of the equation we are the one that makes decision for us and that's it, period. Get that guy ticks out of the government, out of the school, out of religion, out of everything. All right, good. That was my rant about women. Uh, I'm Italian. And I don't know if you guys knew I'm Italian. Hey, no, I need my accent. I got to copy my accent from the Italian accent that American likes so much because I lost my accent. Because I learned English when I was in India. And then I went to Holland. And I got the Holland Dutch accent, and then I went to British. And I got the British accent, and now I'm in America, and I got the American accent. <laughs> and so, but Italian brought you lots of good stuff. They brought you pasta, they brought you pizza, they brought you great opera music, lot great clothing, fashion designer, movie, Bellini, all kinds of beautiful shit. And they also brought you fascismus, right? With Mussolini, yeah, yes, yes. And before him, the fucking Romans. We also had Renaissance, though. We had the Renaissance with Leonardo, Michelangelo, all these great people. But the Romans. Let's talk about the Romans. Because if you thought you'd live in a fascist country, well, I tell you what the Romans did. They created this fascism that you've been living in for hundreds of years. And you think it's smeared with the democratic bullshit that is make you free to be a slave of the corporate system. So you are already, you know, pretty much that, whatever I said, not to offend anyone, but uh, you guys are democratic slave uh, or Republican because America is actually a republic. Yeah. So it's uh, whatever. It's a big bullshit game of freedom to be enslaved. That's it. Great America, sure. <laughs> anyway, uh -huh. 
you know what I mean? <laughs> I love you. Um, um, so, oh, about, okay, what is my next thing? Oh, yeah, the other jokes I already have, but I have one that I'm kind of, all this hypocrisy, hypocrisy about age difference, having sex with people who are too young, you know, as long as the person is legally okay and is a consenting adult, I don't see why people should criticize that that's too young. I'm like, you're a bunch of fucking hypocrites. Because when the boner is l bigger than the age difference, then there is no age difference anymore, okay? Period. Okay, that was my time. Thank you, guys. When the boner is bigger than the age difference, I'm going to add this. I'm going to add it. I'm going to add it to my impression of you. When the boner is bigger than the age difference. Of course. Yes, you're, you're, you're brilliant. Um, no, the, the punchline at the beginning of that joke is women have no soul. So do your whole rant. And then the punchline, I think, is women have no soul. It's Thank really you. funny. The women have souls, yes. Because you said it, and it's great. Thank you. Um, one little note, Lysistrata was a, was a, was a Greek uh, play that was written where the women withheld sex, and they stopped all the wars. That was Lysistrata. Yeah, that was a great, the great uh, comedy, the tragedy, Richard tragedy. They wrote tragedy, not um, comedy. And <laughs> then you, you accidentally said you went, period. And then I was like, oh, get your dick out of my period. You don't want it there anyway. Yes. But um, because you said it, you were like talking about stuff and then I period. said period. Like you said get your it. dick. And then you said something about get dicks out of something. And I'm like, oh, no, get your get dick your out of dick my period. Get your dick out of our, <laughs> out of our but I was, that was just you were riffing. <laughs> and the only other thing I'd say is um, you slowed down at one point And I was like, yeah. Oh, so I need think to slow of, down. Think of the places where you want to slow down. Because when you said that important stuff at the end about being slaves to... Um, capitalism and the republic and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that yeah, you said it slow enough sense. that like, if I felt like, oh, if she had that cadence, like, so if you can, because you have a lot of energy and it's really fast and it's great. Yeah, I didn't you smoke weed today. You want to punctuate that. <laughs> you want to push it in and pull it back, right? So think of the moments when you can like really slow down and make your point across. Thank like, you. Yeah. Women have no soul. Because when you say it, it's gonna be awesome. Because obviously we know that it's a joke. I, uh, yeah. So I would just play with like when you speed up and when you slow down. Yes, be timing. Purposeful yes, about it. yeah. New material. Uh, yeah, because you, because your material's there, but it's like how is the audience reading it? So just think Thank about you. pushing and pulling. Any other comments from the peeps? Thank you. No. Sweet. Awesome. And the podcast will be there. I can't wait to download you guys with all of us. Thank you. Yay, Alessandra Valentini. You can also listen to her. She does an amazing commercial on the station here, and I'm so happy. Uh, your last comedian of the night. She's just a lovely human being. I'm so glad she's back with us in the comedy fold. Put your hands together for Sierra Hager. That's my music. That's what I sound like. I'm on my period, can you guys tell? Just like. I wanna just wear like not a shape. I just like, can you see me? Um, so I'm getting divorced. This is very tall, this is a very tall thing. Yeah, and some other time. <laughs> Sorry, Gary. <laughs> uh, some other time I'll talk about how Marriage is a violent institution. Um, but today, 
I want to talk about how um, after being married for seven years, I haven't had sex in infinity. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. And, uh, okay, so when you're married, when you're in a couple, uh, everyone does this. You, like, fantasize about, like, all the people you could have sex with if you, you know, if only you were single, right? Uh, this guy needs your help. He needs all of our help. Anyway, so, so now that I am single again, it's, it's pretty new still, but there's this kind of weird thing happening, which is that like if I see someone who's attractive, um, my, my reaction is like I, like, I don't really know, like, okay, maybe I'll just like, give you an example. Okay, so if I, if I see a man who I find attractive, uh, Im, Im, like, like you, what's your name back there, guy? What? Jonathan, cool. So you have like the little scruffy thing and the cool hat. You're probably funny. Are you a comedian? You're not even better. Great, great, great. So, so like if I like, um, so even just right now, I can actually, I can feel it. Like my whole body seeing someone attractive like you who like, like I feel nothing but boiling, murderous, vengeful rage. And, like, don't come talk to me later, because even if I have, like, the best intentions, I'll just, like, the words that come out of my mouth, they'll be just, like, laser-focused on um, filling you with shame. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, no, so really, like, I just want what every, what every girl wants, to be in a loving, long-term relationship with a woman. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's gonna happen for me though. I, I've always been attracted to women, but I've never had sex with a woman. And I'm 30, and I just feel like, like I'm just kind of like that's a lot. I, I'm too old to learn to do sex new. That's just too much. That's enough. Yeah. And not that I don't think. No, no, no. Look, 30, 30 years old, straight guys. Okay, keep learning to do sex. You guys <laughs> fucking mean to. Okay, keep learning. Go take some classes. Me. I'm all set, and I think part of it is that, like, I think part of it is that I'm, like, not, like, okay, I like having sex, but I'm not, like, into sex, like, really, you know how some people are, like, into sex? I, like, I feel like sex, like, I feel about food. Like, I like it. I need it every single day. It's very important. I'm very good at preparing it for myself. Uh, if I have company, I can throw something together. Uh, but you know, I don't read a lot of food blogs. I'm not going to culinary school, you know. So, so basically, um, I've succumbed to the fact that I'm, and I think this is the case for every single straight woman. We would all be fucking other women. We're just too lazy. It's just, we don't need a project, you know what I mean? And I have coined a term for my newfound sexuality, and that is lesbian. I um I got an email yesterday from a Dollar Shave Club and it said Sierra we miss you Dollar Shave Club get a grip First of all uh you and I have spent time together maybe twice in the last year if I'm being like generous maybe two times um all I really shave these days is my mustache. 
is not a, a six-blade project. It's a girl mustache, and in one strong blade. So how about this? Dollar Shave Club, if you will. Uh, you guys get at me when you have one of those, th the long handle and the little blade. It's called like, a, it's marketed as like a like women's brow shaving tool, right? <laughs> yeah. Get at me when you have one of those, and then I'll see if I have some dollars for your club. <laughs> All right, that's it. Okay, first, you're a genius, and are you available on both the 9th and the 10th? Because I'd love to perform on both shows here Friday at 7 and Saturday at 6 uh, on the 9th and 10th of October because you're genius. Uh, Sierra Hager. Everybody, Sierra Hager. Yay! Your timing is so good. It's so fucking good. The whole thing with the thing with him and then drawing it out and then with the flip on it and then the shame. Your timing is like works in and on the sex joke the same thing. It's like and just the way but the way you built up to lazy lazy lesbian is like I mean wow all of it. I'm just like over the moon. Um, the only thing I would say is there was a point where you said woman and then I was like oh it was about something about not getting looking for the something about looking for the love of women and and you said woman and then I was like you could punt, like, wait a second and say, my mom. I don't, but I don't, but I didn't, I don't remember what you did before it, but it was something <laughs> about looking for the respect or something of, like, not caring or something, and then it was like, women, my mom. Because it would just, because you, I don't remember now, I though. What times in my mom in that joke for you, Pam. I thank you. It. It, you. If you listen back to this set, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, because you. I will not. Uh, no, because if you hear your thing, and, and you'll hear the, there's a, okay, never mind. I already hate myself, Pam. No, 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 you're great. Don't hate yourself. You're, t I mean, I was, I'm so entertained by you. Does, um, does anyone have any, I mean, I don't know. I'm like, you don't need to work up. I mean, use the space and like for your jokes and stuff, but uh, get back in and I'm so glad you're back. But like your timing is so like, I want to study your timing. I'm going to, I'm going to listen to this and be like, oh, I'm going to try some of Sarah Hager's timing. Any other comments? Timing. Well, it's and they always say timing is everything, and sometimes it feels natural, and sometimes you work on it, and sometimes when you work on it, it works. Like for example, Victoria Solzano. She has amazing timing. Her only issue is I can never hear what she's I saying. I can never hear what she's saying, but she's got this great timing with these really like structured jokes, like yours. But yours aren't. But you still make them feel like you're just talking. But then it, then at the end you're like, ah, that was just yeah. Anyways, I'm on. I'm so on your team right now. Oh. <laughs> okay, uh, everybody claps. Sierra Hagar. That's got to be it tonight because we gotta. I got to get a ride to Alameda. I'm sorry. It starts at 6. We didn't start till 6.15, so please, please come. Be ready to start at 6 next week, everybody, if you want to start at 6. Yay, thank you for being here. I'm going to go to Alameda because it's super fun every week, and I always have good sets over there, and I have something to prove. Okay, bye. <laughs>
Yeah.
Hey, <laughs> hold on, wait, just hold on one second. Okay, I had to do that. Hey, it's, uh, it's, it's Bug Out Square, it's Mutiny Radio, it's, uh, uh, it's kind of a Tuesday, it's not really, because I don't know how many people even listen to this on Tuesday, they may listen to it on, uh, you know. 
yeah, it's so I'm uh, yeah I'm at home doing this today, uh, this time because I got uh, something I have to do. I was gonna try to do both, but it's hard. It's a uh, it's a meeting. It's a meeting. Uh, how how's how are things? Um, how are things? Things are recently. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Not much like talking <laughs> really t- this week. Uh, yeah. All I can say is um, is is vote in a uh, democracy, right? Uh, that's the most important thing. Um, so vote, and then as you back up, it's like uh, you know, try and educate yourself. Um, and it doesn't have to be like I- you know, if you're not. I mean, I. I, I mean, I went to school some. <laughs> I can remember looking at a clock, and like. It moved so slow, and uh, that's really freaked me out. So school was, uh, you know, school was a tough fit for me, but uh, you know, I booted through it. But to educate yourself as far as like uh, voting, um, it's I don't know something to do, you know. Uh, there's no don't revel in ignorance, you know. <laughs> like that's just not good that's not good so um i i want to say that this is uh we're launching our uh pledge week <laughs> we always coincide with the uh, with public radio so uh um the difference between them and us is is we're not at we don't have like a million millions of dollars of overhead to support uh we're on a very uh, we're on a very lean, strict budget. In fact, I talked to Pam, who does a uh, 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 joke workshop, and um, it's hard to do because I used to do a lot of live comedy things, and now everything's kind of shut down. But they got it together, so they do a thing on Fridays, like out on the street. It's good, so it's like ha- comedian, and everybody's masked up and distanced, and uh, it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so we're always looking for dough. So if you come through the website. Um, there's a donate button if you donated. So I'm like, my hands are, are pressed together in like a prayer kind of way. Uh, thank you. Um, if you're thinking about it, just do it. It's, it's super easy. And, um, there is no like administrative, uh, siphon on this one, man. All this money, everything you put in goes to the, the station paying rent and, and bills and, trying to maintain <laughs> our, our like awesome our awesome setup um yeah i i i miss it i i kind of you know i i enjoyed being there you know and it's it's there's still some characters strolling about but here i'm kind of sequestered i'm not seeing you know but that's all right um let me grab these records that we had that was a good set um hold on a minute Oh, that was. <laughs> Is that what that was? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. That was uh, um, Starman from uh, David Bowie from, of course, uh, uh, Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars record. That's 
That's really good. Uh, before that was Neil Young from the trans record Computer Age. <laughs> That's a classic, man. Uh, I haven't heard that in so long. And uh, yeah, that's good. Trans, I got this record. I always buy every Neil, Run Neil Young record I see, I, I buy. That's uh, under uh, $3. Uh, before that was, oh man, this was so good. Uh, Jazz Samba and Stan Getz, Charlie Bird. Um, yeah, that's what it was. Jazz Samba, Stan Getz, Charlie Bird. Side one, cut one. <laughs> the band we did, Don't Do It. Don't don't break my heart. Uh, the band, that's a good groove, huh? And uh, before that, the Mr. Breeze, that's a uh, J.J. Kale song, I think, done by the uh, the Leonard Skinner. Leonard Skinner. Um, that's just great. Second Helping, that their second record. That's just that's a that's a classic. Uh, before that, we had Steely Dan from the Countdown to Ecstasy record, Bodhisattva, side one, cut one, man. We did it. I don't. I usually go Showbiz Kids. Or uh, my old school, but Bodhisattva—that's a good one. I, I um, uh, you know, if you dabble in, um, uh, there's a show that I, I think it's produced out of here, uh, um, uh, Philosophy Talk, and uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I I, 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 I don't dabble, but I like to listen. I like to listen. Um, I always I <laughs> I'm gonna say I, I like to suffer the fool, and uh, not to imply that um, uh, philosophers are foolish. Um, but I of course I did mention that in the same you know uh, couple sentences. But no, I'm not implying that they're foolish. But um, it's it's a hard sell, man. Sometimes, <laughs> but I dig it. I dig it. Uh, Uh, Green River, we did. Credence from the uh, uh, Green River record. Is that Green River? Green River? Green River, yeah. Um, that's a good one. Uh, before that, we did uh, Tito Puente from his Dance the Cha Cha. We did um, Espinita, maybe? I don't know. I forgot. I'm not writing this stuff down. I just grabbed the records. Welcome to the, my nightmare. We did uh, from uh, Alice Cooper the title track. Uh, Rolling Stones. We did sympathy for the devil. It's kind of keeping it greasy. It was kind of feeling, kind of feeling greasy. Johnny Cash. We did uh, bad news. Um, breathing, breathe. Uh, we did Pink Floyd. First couple tunes off uh, the uh, Dark Side of the Moon. Uh, Talking Heads. We did Air. Yeah, um, I worry about it. Damn, I worry about it all the time. It's you know the the levels have been way down. It's uh, it's easy breathing here now the for the last few days, which is so nice. I mean, I, I was going <laughs> I was going to work. I don't know what was what the day today. Today's Monday. Maybe it was like Wednesday. It was like the first of last week, and I was going and I'm like I was on my motorbike and I'm like you know what. I just I I turned left and I and I went and I headed for the the coastal road and just like rode down to like I rode like forty miles down and 
yeah, it was just it it was so it, that's my you know my decadent lifestyle. Of course, you know I'm uh, I like hustled back to work, but <laughs> it was not, it was like it was so good. It was the air smelled so good and it was so nice and it was just you don't know what it's like. It's like being suffocated. It really is. And then um, we opened up with uh, John Lennon, uh, Give Peace a Chance, and uh, Cold Turkey. Oh, man. So a segment we do on this, this uh, Bug House Square thing here, it's, uh, it's called Rise from the Basement because it's no lie in the basement. We're miles apart. No surprise gonna rise from the basement and what it is it's home recordist any style any genre just have to uh have to be recorded where you sleep man that's like the that's the place so people send me links to where they they make their music and i'll play some so let's see i've gotta i've gotta do a couple of things Okay, I'm doing. All right, we're gonna go through this together. So I'm. I have to reactivate my uh, my device. Uh, secret code. Shh. Quiet. Secret. We're on. Okay, this is uh, solid audio. It is the uh, the act. Uh, it's a pop hip hop from uh, Sparks, Nevada. Um, let me see. There's a, oh, oh, there's a about this artist. Hold on, I gotta. Um, solid audio is with H. Wait, uh, <laughs> solid audio is working with HQ in Reno, Nevada. We have all but purchased a studio at this point. This will be our new home base, and we will be writing and composing from this location from now on. Damn. All right. So they're in Reno. Big. So s all right. This is Sparks. So Sparks isn't really Reno. Sparks is kind of outside. That's like even extra cool. So uh, this is solid audio. If you dig them, look for them on Reverb Nation. I'm doing that. Uh, featured song. I don't know what this is. I'm going to say Great Unknown. So if you dig this, look for solid audio on Reverb Nation. And this is called The Great Unknown, I think. I'm touching that. Yes. The dot's chasing its tail. It has accepted our request and it is, is here we go.
Oh, yeah, it's the Doris. Uh, hello, I love you off the... Um Waiting for the sun. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, we're going back to the basement. Uh, this is Mita 4. Uh, M-E-T-A-A. Wait a minute. M-E-E-T-A 4. Mita 4. Mita Gajar Parker from uh, Newark, United States. I think that's in New Jersey, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. There is one anyway. So if you dig this, uh, look for Mita 4 on SoundCloud. This song is We Got This. This is Mita Gajar Parker. Um, and it goes, this is, this is pretty fresh. I'm going to, um, yeah, I'm trying this. And we're touching that. And it, ooh, it's gone there. And it, it's a line of dots going back and to one side. Yes, it uh, seems like it's considering processing. Wondering. Take a breath, no regrets, paved our way. 
Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, <laughs> I usually have uh, something ready to go, but um, uh, I didn't. Oh man, what? Uh, I just, you know, I, I I try to do the best I can sometimes, and uh, sometimes it's uh, sometimes it just ain't good enough, right? Sometimes it just ain't good enough, but.
topic called Guinness Catastrophic Plan Designed and directed by his rich right hand Up the medicine, I'm on a pavement thinking about the government. The man in a trench coat, batch out laid off. Says he's got a bad cough, wants to get it paid off. Look out, kid, it's something you did. God knows when, but you're doing it again. You better duck down the alleyway looking for a new friend. The man in a coonskin cap in a pig pen wants $11 bills. You only got 10. 